Hi, this is a message from Life Church Leeds. We hope it encourages and helps you. We're going to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 23 today. 1 Samuel 23. And I want to share as quickly as I can because, like I said earlier, we do want to pray for everyone in the house today. And so 1 Samuel 23 verses 14 to 18. It says this, and I'm going to jump from 23 to 24. And so if I miss passages of scripture out, it's because I'm jumping uh, between them. But 1 Samuel 23 verse 14 says, David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the desert of Ziph. Day after day, Saul searched for him. Notice that. But God did not give David into his hands. While David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And as soon and, and, and Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. Then just jump to verse 25. It says, Saul and his men began the search looking for David. And when David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the desert of Mawon. When Saul heard this, he went into the desert of Mawan in pursuit of David. Saul was going along one of the side of the mountains and David and his men were on the other side, hurrying to get away from Saul. As Saul and his forces were closing in on David and his men to capture them, a messenger came to Saul saying, come quickly. The Philistines are raiding the land. Then Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to meet the Philistines. That is why they call this place Selah. Hamakalakoth. And David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of En Gedi. And then just jump to chapter 24, and we're going to read a few verses from here. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told David is in the desert of En Gedi. And so Saul took 3,000 able young men from all of Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there and Saul went in to relieve himself. Don't you love the Bible's details? (laughs) If you need explanation of what that is, he went for number one. Or was it a number two? I don't know which one is. Moving on. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterwards, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. Then David went out of the cave and called to Saul, my Lord, the king. When Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He said to Saul, why do you listen when men say David is bent on harming you? This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on the Lord because he is the Lord's anointed. See my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but did not kill you. 
See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. But my hand will not touch you. As the old saying goes, from evil doer comes evil deeds, so my hand will not touch you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Who are you pursuing? A dead dog? A flea? May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. I know I've just read quite a lot of scripture, but hopefully it's going to make sense with what I want to share about. Saul ultimately is in pursuit of David. And he is pursuing him on the mountainsides in the deserts of Israel. And ultimately they find themselves in caves. Recently I saw a documentary on the Disney Channel called The Rescue. don't know if anybody has seen that, but I encourage you to watch it. It is about the rescue of the 12 Thai boys who were stranded in a Thai cave um, a few years ago and their coach. And so there was 13, 13 of these Thai young people trapped in this cave. And it is probably the most incredible 90 minutes you will watch of this documentary that has been made on how they rescued these boys. Has anybody seen that? I encourage you tonight, if you have some time, watch it, the rescue. It is powerful, it is emotional, and it is incredible what they went to to rescue these boys out of a cave. They were 1,800 metres deep into this cave and ended up having to sedate all of the boys and carry them under the water for 1,800 metres until they eventually came out of the cave. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's a true story and it is powerful for you to watch. I've done caving before um, and uh, whenever I've done it, I've not enjoyed it. You know when you do the Duke of Edinburgh Award or when you're at school and they go, we're going on a trip. (laughs) Where are we going? We're going to Wembley? No, we're going caving. Oh, no. And there's like an excitement because, yeah, we're going to go caving. And then every time I've done it, I've not, enjoyed, I've not enjoyed it for a couple of reasons. It's cold. It's dark. It's damp. And I don't do well in like claustrophobic spaces. You know, like really tight spaces. Whenever I play hide and seek with the kids, I struggle to go into the tight spaces. I, I just don't enjoy being restricted by space. And when you're in a cave, it is ultimately very tight and and there is no light at all really in the cave other than maybe your natural light that is other than maybe a head torch that you have and it is quite um trying to think of the word it kind of brings anxiety on you you can understand why there's great anxiety as these boys are being rescued because it is, seems like a, a dangerous dark place And like I said, one of the reasons I don't like the cave is because of the restrictions that a cave has on you. You cannot just walk freely through a cave. You have to bend down. Sometimes you have to crawl down. You have to climb around. And there seems to be a lack of freedom. And Saul is in pursuit of David so much so that David has to enter into a cave to hide from Saul. And if you're wondering, well, why is he trying to kill him? Because Saul, David, has been anointed to become the king and he has defeated Goliath and he has got fame and he has got influence and now he is Mr. Popular. There's even a song that the Israelites sang about Saul who has slain his, I think it's thousands, but yet David has slain his tens of thousands. They're basically saying, this guy is way better than you. 
And so Saul is insecure and is worried about his kingship and so has an order and decides, even though David was the worship leader for Saul and would go and play the harp and would help bring calm to him, Saul gets to a point where he wants to take him out. And so Saul decides, I'm going to go and kill David. And even though David is stronger and fitter and brighter and more smart and more intelligent and more battle savvy, he doesn't want to dishonour the Lord's anointed. And so he finds himself in this cave. And what's interesting is that Saul's pursuit of David leads him into the cave. But I do love what we just read. There comes a point where David also exits the cave, where David leaves the cave. And at the start of 2022, I almost had this picture, and really what I want to communicate to you today is kind of just the the picture of really believe what God has been sharing with me so I can share with you before we pray for you today. I, I sensed almost some of you felt like 2021 was almost like a cave year for some of you. It's almost like some of you felt 2021 was kind of a cave year experience. It was kind of cold. It was kind of damp. It was kind of restricted. It wasn't your most pleasant year. It wasn't the most pleasant experience you've had. And maybe you felt there were things hunting you down. There were things kind of chasing you. Maybe there were things in your mind. Maybe there was relationships. And maybe there were things that kind of just drew you into the cave. And you didn't really want to be in the cave, but you found yourself in the cave. And you never felt fully free in 2021. You never felt you could fully be yourself in 2021. You never felt that you were moving forward and taking territory in 2021. It was almost a year of retreat. It was almost a year of isolation, (laughs) practically for some of you. It was almost a year of just sense of, I'm not comfortable in this environment. But I want to prophesy to some of you today and say, I believe 2022 will be a year for some of you where God leads many of you out of the cave. Where God leads many of you out of the cave. And what I mean by that leads you out of the smallness of maybe what you've experienced leads you out of the darkness, maybe, of what some of you have experienced, leads you out of the restrictions and the restricted nature of life that many of you have experienced. And where does he lead you? The Bible calls it into wide open spaces of his glorious nature. And maybe you've been forced into the cave. Maybe you, maybe you feel, maybe you feel like, Uh, a soul kind of situation is just out to get you. Maybe there is a a soul out to get you. I'm not talking about a king who's trying to kill you, but something that has kind of authority over you, something that has kind of strength over you, a stronghold over you. It might be a memory. It might be a person. It might be experience. It might be, um, you know, a job. It might be a financial place that you find yourself in, but it's almost like there is a soul and you just feel like soul is out to get you. And no matter where you go, guess what? Saul is there. And no matter where you try to escape to, Saul is still there. You know there is a future for you. You know you've been called into something great. You know you have been anointed. You know that there is freedom for you and hope for you. You know you are anointed for this. And yet Saul keeps pursuing you and you don't seem to be able to get free of Saul. And so maybe apply that, Saul, to maybe any aspect of your life. For some of you might be like, this is bang on. Like I have, I have multiple Saul's following me. 
Some of you might be like, 2021 was kind of my best year. It was a blessed year. I spoke to someone last year. He said, 2021 was the best year of his life. And I'm like, praise God for that. And so I appreciate in the room, many of you might might be like, I don't resonate with this. I don't sense there's a soul coming after me. But we also have to be aware that things in life can also come to us at any time and have a prepared spirit and a prepared attitude. But for some of you, I believe God is going to draw many of you out of the cave this year. Saul is not part of your future. Saul is not part of Israel's future. Israel will not prosper when Saul is the leader of Israel. And your life will not prosper when Saul is the leader of your life. So we either stay in the cave expecting any moment for Saul to come and grab us or we build up the courage to confront many of the Sauls in our life because Saul is not part of your future. In fact, Saul is one of the reasons many of you want to run into your future. And in the dark, cold, small space of the cave, David writes a song. I love David because he writes the songs and the psalms and the declarations. He writes them in his most challenging place. And some of you think you can't pick up a pen in the cave, but you can pick up a pen in the cave. Some of you think you can't sing a song in the cave. Let me tell you, singing a song in the cave is one of the best places to sing your songs. What does the Bible say? Sing, O barren woman. And so David, in the cave, or maybe when he was out of it, or maybe he just got his iPhone and did a voice memo, saved it for later. But when he was in the cave, he writes this psalm. And what he does is, I came up with this little line, he psalms his way from Saul. (laughs) David psalms his way from Saul. He prays away his pursuit. He sings away his fear. And in Psalm 57 is where I want to go to because this is what we're going to pray into today. Psalm 57, it says this, have mercy. In fact, we'll just read what it says at the beginning of Psalm 57. At the top, it says, for the director of music, when David, had, when David had fled from Saul into the cave. Have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until this disaster has passed. I cry out to God most high, to God who vindicates me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth his love and his faithfulness. I am in the midst of lions, souls. I am forced to dwell amongst the ravenous beasts because of Saul. Men whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. But be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They spread a net for my feet and I was bowed down in distress. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and I will make music. Awake my soul, awake harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all of the 
earth. Amen. And when I was praying into 2022, and when I was praying into what I wanted to share this month, really, and I know this month is titled Seek First. That is really the theme. That is really our, our kind of commission. Come on, let's put God first. Let's seek him first in everything we do. But I wanted to go to God and go, like, a little bit more, like, um, direct, intimate. What do you really want me to share with the church that you really feel you are leading me to say? And I sense this, that many of our lives have almost been overshadowed over the past 12 months. But that he wants us to be under the shadow of his wings. The shadow of his wings. And when I say some of you feel like you've been overshadowed, it's almost like there has always been, maybe this year or last year, or when, however long it's been, there's this been this shadow which kind of has overshadowed you. David is overshadowed by Saul. As much as he wants to enter into this future, the shadow of Saul keeps overshadowing him. But there is a new shadow that is about to cover him and there is a new shadow that is about to cover you. I feel this last two years, COVID has been a shadow over all of our lives. The pandemic has been a shadow over all of our businesses. Not a day has gone by where you haven't heard about it, talked about it. It has shadowed everything. Maybe sickness has been a shadow for you. Maybe relational breakdown has been a shadow for you. Maybe your financial situation has been a a shadow for you. And what I mean by a shadow is you're still getting on with your life and you're still doing things and things are still productive and things can still be effective, but you just know there's kind of like something. There's a shadow. And when you talk about, when you talk with psychologists, psychologists will actually talk about shadows that we live with. Shadows are often the unconscious parts of our being. They are the things that are there. And some people, some people might see them, but you might not identify with them, but they are there. But I sense for some of you, there's almost like there's just been a, there's just been a shadow. And, and, and even though you've entered into a new relationship or you've entered into new things or you've entered into new circumstances, you just sense there's, there's, there's almost like a shadow which still covers you. The problem with shadows is this. Shadows are hard to escape. <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and like you, the sun is shining on you, like you're kind of trying to go away from the shadow, but everywhere you go, guess what? The shadow follows you. And just when you think you've run away from the shadow, just when you think you've lost the shadow, guess what? The shadow is still there. And I'm praying today that there's going to be a shifting of the shadows. It's going to be a shifting of the shadows. Those things that have covered you. Those things that have kind of overwhelmed you. Those things that have just been heavy on your heart. There's going to be a shifting of the shadows. And in a cave in the desert, David in the darkness of the cave declares a shadow of the wings of the Lord Almighty. If you think, what is he talking about? The shadow of your wing, the wing of... He would use an analogy, a metaphor for the eagle's wings, which has a wingspan of over two meters that would create a huge shadow. When an eagle flies, the shadow would be huge as it, as it covers. And you, I think they're trying to create a shadow on me right now. You, the shadow is there and, and the shadow would be huge as it, as it flies around. And yet you would be under the shadow of the wing and under the shadow of the wing is where the protection is. 
but also under the shadow of the wing in the soaring heat of the desert is where it would be cool. You can put the lights back on, Sam. And so David is talking in this psalm that would be under the shadow of the Lord's wing. And in Psalm 57, David writes a few things that I'd encourage you to take into your 2022. He is merciful, Psalm 57 says. God, you are merciful. He sends his love and his faithfulness, Psalm 57 says. God is exalted, Psalm 57 says. Psalm 57 encourages you to be steadfast. Psalm 57 encourages you to sing. Psalm 57 encourages you to praise. And the fear of Saul might have taken you into the cave. But a Psalm 57 faith in God will bring you out of the cave. The fear of Saul might have taken you in, but it will be a faith in God that brings you out. And you are under the shadow of the almighty God. When you're in that place, maybe when you're in that cave and you're beginning to write your Psalm 57 about being under the shadow of the wing of the Lord Almighty, Remember this, you are anointed. I imagine David is in the cave, fearful, thinking Saul's going to get him at any moment. And maybe he just begins to sing and maybe he begins to praise and maybe he begins to exalt God. And what comes out of his mouth is Psalm 57. And you've been merciful to me. I find myself under the shadow of the Lord Almighty. I'll be steadfast. I will extol you, God. I will, I will praise you. Almost as he's speaking this psalm with apprehension, speaking this psalm with anxiety and fear as he is, as he is in this cave. And I reckon as he's doing it, he begins to remember, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. Samuel came to anoint the king of Israel and he skipped over all of my brothers and I was the one looking after the sheep in the hills and I was even forgotten about bringing down for this anointing ceremony. And at the last minute, Samuel says, Jesse, do you have one more son? And Jesse says, well, I do, but it's just David. In fact, the Bible says there is still the youngest. He was even disregarded maybe because of his age. None of your youth ever be disregarded because of your age. You can be as anointed as anyone else. There is still the youngest and yet Jesse brings him down and Saul says, this is the Lord's anointed. Pours oil over him and anoints him to become the king. Where does David go? Back to the field to look after the sheep. Why? Because it wasn't yet his time. Saul was the king. Their crosses, their paths collide And here we find ourselves in this situation. And David's in the cave going, I've been honouring. I've been respectful. I've held my tongue. I could have killed you. I could have taken you out. And yet I haven't. But I am the Lord's anointed. I'm anointed for this. And so I'm going to come out of this cave. And the anointing, the oil that was poured on David symbolized the choosing of David, symbolized how he was designated for godly purpose and godly blessing. That is what he was anointed for, godly purpose and godly blessing. And what did David won't go on to do when he comes out of the cave? Luke, you can come and join me and the band can come and join me in this moment because we're going to pray. What did David do when he went out of the cave? (laughs) 
Well, the Bible says he had the opportunity to kill Saul, decided not to kill Saul. Saul leaves, David goes, confronts him and says, stop this. Stop this hunting me down. God's with me. God's on my side. There's no point. Just give up. And Saul ends up ultimately sacrificing his own life. And David rises up to become the greatest king that Israel had. Led with authority, led with strength. Sure made mistakes, sure made some, had some errors along the way. We all know that. But yet led Israel into one of the greatest futures that they've ever had. Why? Because he was the Lord's anointed. But to do that, he needed to get out of the cave. And some of you are anointed. Well, you're all anointed. But some of you are still in the cave. Remember, you are anointed for purpose, for godly purpose, and for godly blessing. And so what we're going to do right now, in the 10, 15 minutes that we have left of this service, if you're up for it, and if you're not up for it, that's totally fine. You can stay where you are. But for those of you that want that at the beginning of the year, we think it's good at the outset of the year to prepare for the next 12 months to go, God, I set my next 12 months in line with you. I am anointed for godly purpose. I'm anointed for godly blessing. And whatever has been overshadowing me, whatever cave I might find myself in, I'm going to walk out of the cave and I'm going to walk with boldness and confidence into the Israel that you have for me. <laughs> because Saul no longer has authority over me. Saul will no longer overshadow me because I am under the shadow of his wings. And so we're going to pray that you are blessed today, anointed today for godly purpose and godly blessing. And what we want to do is we want to speak a declaration over you. And I wrote this declaration this week as I was preparing this message. And there's something good about confessing. I'm a little bit Anglican in some of my ways. Because I think there's sometimes power in speaking out liturgy, speaking out words, speaking out scripture. What are our favourite songs? Our favourite songs are the songs with scripture in it. They that wait on the Lord. There's, There's scripture. There's something powerful about the declaration of God's word. And so I want to, I'm going to read this declaration now. And then what's going to do, when you're going to come forward for prayer, the people who are going to pray for you are going to pray for you and then they're going to declare this over you. Then at the end of the disservice, we're going to speak this out together. Is that okay? It says this, We declare this year in 2022 that no matter what comes against us, we will be covered and surrounded in the shadow of your wings. We declare that your mercy is for us, that your refuge supports us, and we will not fear. We will remain steadfast and strong in the knowledge that our God loves us, has called us, and is on our side. May our lives be full of purpose, full of fulfilment, full of kindness, and full of the Holy Spirit. We declare blessing, protection, and favour this year under the shadow of the Almighty God. Amen. Amen. That is going to be the blessing that we're going to declare this year. And we're going to 
maybe over the next few minutes, try and get it on a screen so that we can read it out together at the end of the service. But we're going to pray for you right now. And we're going to declare this. We're going to get out of the cave and be under the shadow of his wings for this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody with me on this? Come on, let's really believe this year that the presence of God goes before us in everything that we do.